Hi, listeners. Dr. Amy Horneman here, aka The Thyroid Fixer and host of The Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm here to tell you about my experience working with Rachel Varga one-on-one with my skin. I am a self-proclaimed anti-aging skincare addict, and I have spent thousands of dollars on the wrong skincare, always falling prey to those ads that promise to reduce your wrinkles and smooth your fine lines. Working with Rachel, I'm telling you, she is a guide. She takes your hand. She personalizes your entire skincare regimen, really looking at your skin and how it is and what your goals are. She listens to you. And that's the most important part of this journey. It's unlike anything I have ever experienced. In fact, there's nothing out there like it. Rachel is an angel in this world. She will absolutely transform your skin You will reach your goals of skincare, whether it's reducing wrinkles or clearing up acne or just looking good on camera. That's what I need. So head over to rachelvarga.ca and book your one-on-one consult with her. You will not regret it. It will be the best thing that you do for your skin. Hello and welcome to today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, a humble human on a mission to help you achieve and receive the best hair skin and nails of your life using my background since 2011 as a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist and having performed over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures i bring the best of many worlds including the worlds of home care in clinic and also the research behind what truly can help slow aging looking at some of my research on oxidative stress status and its impacts on the skin. In the School of Radiance podcast, we explore many things beyond just the superficial to help you glow from the inside out and become your most radiant version. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Today's show, I'm thrilled to be speaking with you all today with a lovely guest, Dr. Debbie Sober. And we're going to be discussing how radiant relationships lend to becoming a more radiant version of ourselves. And this concept of relational emotional intelligence being in positive emotional states absolutely has the opportunity to allow us to be our most beautiful high vibe radiant self. So we're going a little bit deeper in today's show for some of the deeper aspects of radiance and beauty. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. We have Dr. Debbie Silver here joining us. She's the founder of the PBT Post Betrayal Transformation Institute and is a holistic psychologist, a health mindset and personal development expert, the author of Trust Again, and is a two-time number one international best-selling author of The Unshakable Woman and From Hardened to Healed. Her podcast, From Betrayal to Breakthrough, is also globally ranked within the top 1.5% of podcasts. Her recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changed how we experience betrayal and how long it takes to heal. In addition to being on Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx twice and more, she's an award-winning speaker and coach dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals 
as well as many other blocks preventing them from health, work, relationships, confidence, and the happiness that they desire the most of. Welcome, 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 Dr. Debbie Silver. How are you today? I'm doing great. So looking forward to our conversation. Yes, yes. And I'm really excited to speak with you about some of your research that you found in participants that went through the healing process with betrayal or previous relationships, whether it's Mm -hmm. personal or professional, and actually how they looked afterwards. So this is really exciting. I'm, I'm really honored to spend time with you. I would love to kick things off with the trillion dollar question here. What is radiance to you? Uh, that's such a great question. Uh, you know, I would say radiance is that it's that glow that it, in the world of betrayal, it's the glow that's earned, earned after you've faced it, you felt it, you healed from something you never saw coming. You know, when you think about what betrayal is, right, I I define it as the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule. And every relationship has them. And the way it works is the more you depend and the more you trust someone, the deeper the betrayal. So imagine, a let's say, a child who's so totally dependent on their parent, parent does something awful. I mean, that's going to, of course, have a different impact than, let's say, your best friend sharing your secret. But it's whenever we move through something so shocking, so painful, so unexpected, and we and we heal physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, that's radiance. Beautifully stated. I'm reading a number of books right now, and one of them is Getting the Love That You Want. And Mm -hmm. the the counselors that co-authored this book, it's a husband and wife, they actually speak to uh, betrayals even in our childhood that can really have a huge impact on our personal and professional relationships. So you might not, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, I haven't had a huge betrayal. However, there are these micro incidences that can happen in our lives that unconsciously get embedded in us and we have emotions around them. So the deeper we unpack this concept in today's episode, the more radiant you will become and the more radiant your relationships will become. At the end of the day, when we're seeking out rejuvenation and enhancing our outward appearance, We can be motivated to do this, to enter new relationships, to have a more beautiful connection with others that also take care of themselves as well, because at the end of the day, it's all about community. I would love for you to share with us, Dr. Debbie Silber, your personal journey with this, if you're comfortable in doing so. Sure. And there are so many things you said that I want to just take it in so many different directions. Like if we don't get to it, if I don't think of it, please remind me uh, about when you said getting into relationships, because one of the classic signs of a uh, of an unhealed betrayal is repeat betrayal. The face has changed, but it's the same thing. And I want to talk about why that happens. But uh, let's just get into my story. You don't study something like betrayal you know, unless you have to. It's not like, oh, I want to study, you know, the topic of betrayal. I've been in business over 30 years, health, mindset, personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family, thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. And then it happened again a few years later. This time it was my husband. 
That was the deal breaker. So I got him out of the house and I looked at the two experiences thinking, you know, what's similar here? I mean, of course me, but what else? And I realized, you know, boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my needs seriously. And I'm one of those people that really believes if nothing changes, nothing changes. So here I was, four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. And I was like, you know what? I'm going back for a PhD. Like a book wasn't getting me out of this jam. I needed a whole PhD in it. And it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing so much. I didn't quite understand what was happening. He was too, wasn't ready to look at that. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my family, my health, my work, and my life. Beautiful. Yes. Stay to the end of this interview. I have that question in the queue. And you mentioned a very important word called boundaries. Mm -hmm. And this is something that growing up, I was never really taught about. This is something I only learned in my, in my adult years. And so mm -hmm depending on how you were raised and the uh, type of skills that your parents had and taught you about, you may not have really ever heard of these types of concepts of having boundaries. And it's like putting your own oxygen mask on first before you mm -hmm. can best serve those around you and that you interact with. So thank you for sharing that. Let's get into your definition of betrayal. And people can think of this of loss of trust or certain situations like that. How can these types of instances detract from our radiance? We've heard of this concept of the body keeps, keeps mm -hmm. record of what happens. And why does it hurt? What does it impact? And what does it create? You know, it hurts because think about it. This was the person or these were the people you loved and trusted the most. So when this is the person, these are the people who shatter that very sense of safety and security, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's so traumatizing. You know, when the people you trust the most proved un prove untrustworthy, who do you trust? When the ones you run to when other people are causing the harm, when those are the ones causing the harm, where do you go? So it absolutely shatters our sense of safety and security. And it, it is, and then, in addition to that, it's so completely unexpected. And, and that was actually why the first discovery happened because we really learned that betrayal is a different type of trauma. You know, for those who aren't familiar, well, originally I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar, I define post-traumatic growth as like the upside of trauma. How any trauma, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever, leaves you with a new awareness, insight, perspective you didn't have. But I had been through death of a loved one and I'd actually been through disease. And I was like, betrayal feels different, but I didn't want to assume that everyone else felt the same way. So I asked them, if you've been through other traumas, does betrayal feel different for you? And unanimously, they said, oh my gosh, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the entire self gets shattered. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, right? Like when you lose someone you love, you grieve, you're sad, you mourn the loss. You don't question your ability to trust. You don't question the entire relationship. You don't question your sanity. 
with betrayal you do. So that betrayal is a different type of trauma was the first discovery. And so then I decided if it's a different type of trauma, it doesn't quite qualify as post-traumatic growth. It's like, yeah, you need to rebuild your life, but you also need to rebuild the self. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. Did that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when we are in a betrayal state, we've had mm -hmm. a lack of trust, safety, protection from those we've, you know, even our parents have admired for whole lives and, and you mm -hmm. lose that. It's very distressing on the human psyche and absolutely can lead to questioning your own sanity. And you mentioned something really important here for being in our, our highest feminine state. So whether you're a female listener, it's really important to access the most beautiful radiant version of yourself. Our most basic needs to be in the feminine state are safety, security, and trust. And when mm -hmm. I hear people explain what what this feminine state looks and feels like, it's, it's a soft energy, you're glowing and being our most radiant selves. And then for the men, they want to give the women this. However, the women also have to be able to trust in order to receive this. And so this is where the dynamics between the masculine and feminine come into play as well, especially if you're you know, getting into a new relationship, which we will discuss further how to undo past programs as well as, yeah, the programs are, are really important to undo. I'm really curious to know what some of these discoveries in your study were. Mm -hmm. So the first one was that betrayal is a different type of trauma. Uh, so it needs its own name, which is now called post-betrayal transformation. The second one uh, is, this was interesting as well. And what we realized was that there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's known as post-betrayal syndrome. And uh, it's so interesting. We've had over 95,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And the first thing is we've all been taught time heals all wounds. I have the proof that when it comes to betrayal, that's not true. There's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. Feels like it happened yesterday. So we know that when it comes to healing from betrayal, it needs to be intentional and deliberate. Time won't heal it. A new relationship won't heal it. We count on that, but do not because it does not work. But every so often, I, I pull the stats from the quiz to see where people land. Would you like me to share some? Absolutely. Because okay. it'd be really awkward if you said no. <laughs> okay. So now imagine 95,000 plus people, men, women, just about every country's represented. Ready? 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. And if you've had triggers, they can take you right down. These are the most common physical symptoms. 71% have low energy. 68% have sleep issues. 63% have extreme fatigue. You can see how all of this affects your radiance, right? 
47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe they can't hold food down. Later on, they're emotionally eating. They're using food for comfort. 45% have a digestive issue. And that could be anything. Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, constipation, diarrhea. So here's the thing. You can go to the most well-meaning and amazing gut experts. We both know some of them. But if you if there's an unhealed betrayal at the root, you're only getting to the to some of the symptoms, the most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed, 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% can't focus, 64% are in shock, 62% can't concentrate. So just imagine this, you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, you still have to raise your kids, you still have to show up at work every day. That's not even the emotional issues. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness. 83% are very angry. And you can bounce back and forth between those two all day long on an exhausting ride. 82% feel hurt. 80% have anxiety. 79% are stressed. Just a few more. Here's why I wrote trust again. 84% have an inability to trust. And that just killed me. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Wow. My wheels were turning on your quiz. I uh, could suggest adding, are you experiencing things like eczema, acne, psoriasis, mm -hmm. hair loss, skin redness, accelerated aging, because all of these things, when your gut's off, your brain's off, you're not getting good nutrition, you're not detoxing properly, these mm -hmm. will all add to the skin showing you. And oftentimes the skin shows us that there's imbalances on the inside first. <laughs> yeah. right? The skin stuff is not as superficial as you might think. When people go through stressful times, they might get that eczema or psoriasis flare up, right? Absolutely. And you know, what's even just to what you said, I did a video on accelerated betrayal and accelerated aging. If I tell you how many people commented saying, you know, oh my gosh, I look 20 years older uh, during my betrayal. I look 20 years older. And then as I move through the healing, which is the third discovery, I want to make sure I get to that. I, I, I regained that sort of youthful glow, but it was very real how I looked during the betrayal and how I looked on the other side of that. And I, I hear that from so many people. Just to finish up about the quiz, those stats are super high. You didn't hear me say one thing, 20%, 30%. They, are, they also aren't necessarily from a recent betrayal. So imagine this, that person, uh, we could be talking decades ago, your parent who did something awful when you were a kid, the girlfriend or boyfriend who broke your heart in high school, they may not know, care, remember, they may not even be alive. And here we are having symptoms today from something that happened all those years ago. That's an unhealed betrayal. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, of course, I want to hear about the third revelation that you found. I'm also curious what you notice in the mm -hmm. eyes of those who have done the inner work when I'm going at to different events and, you know, in different shops, a lot of times I see people have very dark, almost empty looking eyes. And then I see other people and they're bright 
they have more clarity to their eyes. And these are people that I choose to surround myself with that mm-hmm. have more brightness. So what was this, this third revelation and discovery that you, that you found? And what do you notice in the eyes of those who have done the deep inner work? I love that you said that because it's really true. The eyes change. And even, and just to close the, the loop on my story, uh, healing and rebuilding is always choice, whether you rebuild yourself and move along. That's what I do with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something from the ground up new with the person who hurt you. That's what I did with my husband. So it's not long ago as to totally transform people. We married each other again. Uh, new rings, new vows, new dress, and our four kids is our bridal party. Uh, and, and, and just the reason why I brought that up was one of my daughters, I have four kids, and one of them said, you know, mom, dad's eyes are different. He looks different. And, it's, and I've heard that so many times. There is a different look in someone's eyes when they've changed. I'm talking about the betrayer as well as the betrayed. And we see this because we have programs for both within the PBT Institute. But to get to the third discovery, this to me was the most exciting. And what we learned was, while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal, and by fully heal, I mean symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome like I shared, to that completely healed, rebuilt place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable. Happy to share the stages if you want to hear them. Oh, it's like you're reading my mind, Debbie. Yes, please go through (laughs) these five stages. And why this is so important is when you cross the threshold of a stage, maybe you started doing some of this work for those of you listening, then you get this level of confidence every time you go through another stage. So yes, by all means, please share with us your findings. And everyone will know when I, when I talk about the stages, exactly what stage they're in. And you, you don't just leave a stage, you, you outgrow a stage. The order doesn't change. You don't skip over any. You outgrow one as you move into the next. So stage one is like a setup stage. And this is actually before it happens. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody, me too, was a heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing and kind of neglecting or ignoring the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being. Well, if you can imagine a table with only two legs, it's easy for that table to topple over. Well, that's us, right? Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day, the scariest of all of the stages. And everybody who's hearing this right now, they know exactly where they were. They remembered, they could pull up that feeling uh, when they got that news. And it's This is the scariest of all of the stages. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. You've just gotten the news right now that changes your life forever as you've known it. The stress response is ignited. You are headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete and total state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. This makes no sense. 
and your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that govern you that prevent chaos. Don't go there. Trust this person. This is how life works. And in one earth shattering moment or series of moments, every rule you've held to be real and true has just shattered. The bottom is truly bottomed out on you and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. It's, it's terrifying. One of my study participants, I remember she said, you know what it felt like? It felt like every negative emotion you can imagine, getting punched in the gut and losing a child in a crowd all at the same time. It's awful. But think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You grab hold of anything you could or anyone you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three, survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Here's the trap though. Stage three, by far, hands down, is the most common place we get stuck. And so many of the patients you see with all kinds of symptoms are tragically stuck in stage three. Here's why. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, we think it's good. We're like, okay, I got this. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know there's a stage four or a stage five, transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we park here, we plant roots here. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And four things happen. The first thing is we start getting all these self-benefits. We like these. We get to be right. We like being right. We get our story. We get someone to blame. You know, we get a target for our anger. We get sympathy from everyone we tell our story to. You know, and on some level, it feels good. So we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And because we're here longer than we should be, now the mind starts doing things like, well, you know, maybe you're not that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots. Because these are the thoughts we're thinking, this is the energy we start putting out. Like energy attracts like energy. So now we start calling situations and circumstances and even relationships towards us to confirm, yep, this is exactly where you belong. The misery loves company crowd, they find you. The, this is when you join that lame support group where, you know, it's the, it's like, oh, you think that's bad. This happened to me. And now you don't even want to heal because you'll outgrow your people or you'll, this is where people sabotage their growth because they don't want to outgrow their betrayer. So common. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anywhere else to go. We're like, I have to get through my day. I have to work. I have to raise my kids. Right here, we start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, you know, anything to numb, avoid, and distract ourselves from this painful place. So think about it. We do it for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. Rachel, I could see someone 20 years out and say, that emotional eating you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. And they would say, it happened 20 years ago. All they did was lock themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there are a few things I'd love to unpack here. 
-hmm. And the concept of understanding negative and positive emotions are key. So what you're talking about when people are stuck in this, they go to support groups, Mm -hmm. they're talking about this, that, the other thing with people they interact with, they're Mm -hmm. reinforcing the story and the negative emotions. Mm -hmm. And in a live seminar I did with Dr. Joe Dispenza in a beautiful group, he describes this on sort of like your timeline, your energy timeline. And so many people do this, girlfriends, you know, guy friends, they get together, and they hash out all the negative stuff that's going on. And what this is doing is it's creating this emotional thought loop that's negative. And it's, it's actually taking away from experiencing new positive experiences and emotions. So that's not going to heal you. Just talking it out about with those negative emotions is not good. However, The light at the end of the tunnel with this is that it allows people to experience contrast with these emotional states. When you're in that negative emotional state, you're going to have a lot of self-doubt. You're going to be worrying yourself. You're going to put yourself in adrenal fatigue, right? You're you're probably Mm -hmm. less likely to care for yourself properly. And then, yes, go to things like drug, alcohol, and entertainment to numb out. So it's really important to know what some of these emotional states are. So I'll read something here. Negative feelings, loneliness, embarrassment, depression, anger, anxiety, selfish, indecisive, dominating, compulsive, judging, guilt, regret, inadequacy, apathy, boredom, greedy, ruthless, hateful, giving, critical, rejecting, doubt, Mm -hmm. and all of these, remorse, shame. These are all negative emotional states. You want to notice when you're in that and when you're in that specific stage and then, you know, I would say to, to flip that script a little bit and focus on more of these positive feelings, creative, sensitive, inspired, imaginative, faithful, love, joy, peace, serenity, compassion, hopeful, enthusiastic, contented, accepting, expectancy, sincerity, harmony, compatibility, consistency, and faithfulness. And of course, love is right up there. Being mm-hmm. in that more loving state is going to be, yes, like you said, attracting more things like that. So the other thing, I was in a a group uh, training call with a number of our community members and someone joins the group call and says, hi, I'm a blah, 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 blah survivor. And I was like, oh my Mm. goodness, this person has taken their negative emotional experience and they've made it who they are. And mm-hmm. I was completely turned off. I actually had to leave the group. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is not an energy frequency match for me. So the more that you can identify when people are at a mismatch for who you're becoming, the better boundaries you have about, you know, possibly engaging in conversations that's just going to reinforce those negative emotions. So you might find that you lose some friends and you make even better new ones. Have you found that? Well, and I'll tell you, as we move through the stages, that is so key in one of the things that happens as you move out of stage three to stage four. But also, you know, you you mentioned just that that negativity. And this is what we have so many people coming into the PBT Institute with therapy trauma. You know, I'm a psychologist, but I'm a coach first. And if anything glues you to stage three, it's endlessly unpacking your story without a strategic plan to move into the next stage. And these well-meaning, amazing, you know, therapists, counselors, whatever, they're just allowed to, to be, you know, allowing you to be heard and giving you that, that space to be heard. Yes, there's, there's a time and place for that. But when that becomes who you are and that becomes your identity, you don't know who you are without it. And 
we don't want to be without an identity. So the identity that we're becoming so familiar with is the one who's been betrayed, is the one who's in trauma, is the one who's stuck. If you're willing to let go of the small self-benefits, grieve, mourn the loss, bunch of things you need to do, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Right there in that decision, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you were creating in stages two and stage three. Stage four feels like if you've ever moved. If you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, you're like, okay, okay, we got this. It feels like that. But think about it. If you were to move, you don't necessarily take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent the version of you you want to be in this new space. And what I found was if your friends, this is to your point that you mentioned earlier, if your friends weren't there for you right here, you've outgrown them. And it, and people ask me all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. years is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come. When you're recreating yourself, it is deliberate and intentional. It's like a, like a Lego structure, you know, they're sitting in the corner of a room and it's just built. Doesn't mean it's good, but it's just there. And then one day it's destroyed. This is where you say, you know, I don't want to use that piece. I don't want to build it quite that way. I want to do it differently. I want to make it just so much better and more beautiful. That's what stage four is, is like. When you've moved into this new mental space, you've made it cozy, you've made it home. You move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. Um, you, you, know, you, you didn't have the bandwidth before for self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. Now you do. So the body is healing. The mind is healing. You're making new rules. You're making new boundaries based on everything you see so clearly now. And you have a new worldview based on the road you just traveled. And the four legs of the table in the beginning was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Lovely. I'm curious, say if you were to think of a 67 to 70 year old client mm -hmm. that you've worked with, how many times do people go through betrayals and how many times do they go through these five stages of healing when they know about these, when they know about these types of tools and resources, one of the biggest things that's hindering consciousness and human consciousness and development is accessing things that can actually help. I was actually just interacting with a, an AI chatbot the other day. It's like, what are the key things that are, are hindering human consciousness evolution? And it's socioeconomic, it's political, it's toxins, and it's access. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, on average in a lifetime, how many times do we experience these types of betrayals? And how many times, you know, for myself in my mid-late 30s, can I expect to go through these five stages of healing? Yeah, you know, it, it's such an interesting question because if people don't know about the five stages and they don't know they're stuck in stage three, one of the most common things that happens is repeat betrayal. The faces change, but it's the same thing. And you go from boss to boss to boss, coworker to coworker to coworker, friend to friend to friend, partner to partner to partner. And you say, what the heck is it me? Yes, it is. Not in that it's your fault, in that it's your opportunity. There's a profound lesson 
needing to be learned. You are lovable, worthy, and deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever it is. Until and unless you get that, you're going to have opportunities in the form of people to teach you. Like, look at my, my experience. It was my family. I thought I healed. And then it was my husband. And then for me to do something so radical in my marriage, enroll in a PhD program, I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I didn't know how I was going to manage the time. I had four kids, six dogs, a business, but I was like, you know what? That's it. For me, it was so drastic. It changed my whole life. And, you know, happy to say a lot of others now, but, but it's when you don't use that opportunity of trauma to radically change, it's such a waste of a trauma and it just keeps showing up. And, you know, and I, uh, in the beginning, I was saying how uh, a repeat betrayal, like I said, is, you know, we see, we see an unhealed betrayal in our health, in our work, in our relationships. So in relationships, it would be in those, in these two ways, a repeat betrayal, classic sign of an unhealed betrayal. So the person you were originally speaking to, that person will go through it endlessly until they learn about the five stages and move through them. The other way is the big wall goes up. We're like, uh-uh, been there, done that. Nope, not doing that again. We think that's coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's coming from fear. Our heart was so broken. We're like, I can't risk that level of vulnerability and opening myself up like that again. I would rather keep everybody at bay. That's an unhealed betrayal. So most people, uh, they don't know about the stages. They don't move through the stages. So they, they opt between, I'll just do more of the same or I'll just put the big wall up. And you deserve so much better than that. It's like, let's say you love cooking and get burned on the stove. You don't swear off cooking. You're more careful. You're more, you know. So that's what happens when you move through this, this, the stages. First of all, you don't attract the same type of person. A stage three person uh, and is very different than a stage four person, than a stage five person. And I'll tell you, it is so common that we see new levels of relationship, new levels of health, new, if I tell you how many businesses are birthed in stages four and five, um, like the PBT Institute, that was a stage five thing. You don't have access to that when you're moving through your trauma or new types of relationships. My new marriage with my husband, that was a stage five thing. But most people stick around that stage three and the only guarantee is more of the same. Mm-hmm. And lots of people can go through this type of healing work in various different ways. There's various different programs. I love what you're doing because you're making it step-by-step -step easy for people to go through. And then they learn that, okay, this is uh, appropriate to be feeling at this stage. And when you feel this, so that's a sign that you've gone through that. Something that I found really interesting to do is actually deep mirror work and taking a good look at myself and then, you know, seeing how you are at this stage and then seeing how you are at this stage. Mm -hmm. And what you said about relationships falling away, it's almost like when you're doing this type of work, your whole vibration and energy changes. It's, you know, you don't have room for that other stuff. It's mm -hmm. being filtered out. You're moving on from it and you're essentially jumping from this version or timeline to yourself to another one 
And you may actually notice because your own frequency shifts. The whole point of being beautiful and radiant is so that other people like you can find you. We're not meant to isolate ourselves and numb out and avoid things and distracting ourselves. We, we are designed to be in a beautiful, loving, creative state. And you will notice that some people fall away and that's okay. It's, it's a really interesting experience to, to notice that. What are the questions we can ask ourselves if we are potentially numbing out, avoiding, and distracting ourselves? Yeah. So, you know, there are four questions I invite everybody to write down. Uh, that's my way of saying write these down. And the, the, four, the four would be, am I numbing, avoiding, distracting? If so, how? Call yourself on it. Do you walk into the kitchen? You're not the least bit hungry and you're eating. Do you walk into a room, you put the TV on, you're just desperately trying to drown out the sound of your own thoughts. The second question, what am I pretending not to see? Be honest. Am I pretending not to see that health issue that needs my attention? Am I pretending not to see my relationship is in trouble? Am I pretending not to see I hate my job? What are you pretending not to see? The third question, what's, gonna, what's life going to look like in five to 10 years if I do nothing? Do exactly what you're doing. Play it out. Five to 10 years. What does that look like? We don't want to do that, but do it. And then the fourth question, what can life look like? in five to 10 years, if I change now, you know, I'm not saying that that change will be easy, but transformation begins when you tell yourself the truth. Yeah. And taking a good, hard look at yourself with the, exactly. the beautiful qualities that you have also. Yeah. This numbing out concept is, is really interesting. And one of the positions I like to take is the better we look after ourselves today, with reducing exposure to environmental toxins that I just wrote in my paper, air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, and pathogen, taking your vitamins, taking your adaptogens. When you hit these life obstacles, you're going to be better able and better equipped to overcome them more easily. Now we're moving into how can we best enter into new relationships, the new beautiful life of our dreams that we're, that we're, putting in the frequency to receive and not repeat previous patterns and programs. Yeah. The, the absolute recommendation is to move through the stages because even though you may be so lonely and so hurt and so wanting to be in a relationship, trust me when I say the stage five version of you and who you attract would blow the doors off of the stage three version of you and who you'd attract. So spend that time, effort, and energy on you moving through the stages because it will be so worth it on every level. Yes, and you can move through, through these stages without having it impact your skin and hair loss and brain fog. Yeah, you're going to need to take some time to, you know, take things easy based on your energy. I love the table legs analogy. Yes, I've seen that before in other psychological resources that I found as well. So talking now about which types of practices and programs help us move into more positive emotional states, move through these five, five stages of healing and heal from previous negative emotional states and relationships to enter even more higher, greater, more loving ones. And of course, uh, you know, share with everyone your program as well. 
Yeah, sure. Thank you. So, I mean, everything is at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com. And all we do, we have a, it takes a minute to assess what stage you're in. And then we have live daily classes with our certified coaches. They're all certified in the five stages, but they all specialize in anything having to do with betrayal, reconciliation, divorce, narcissism, chronic pain, uh, self-growth. And even our classes, we have master classes with amazing experts. I do open Q&A. We have our signature program, which literally moves you through the five stages. And you take classes that are numbered stage two, let's say. And you see coaches that are really appropriate for stage two. And you do all that till you get to stage three. And you do all the stage three stuff until you get to stage four and stage five and beyond. So it's, it's really uh, people come in. You don't have to stay a long time because it's so specific and so targeted towards the exact stage you're on and you just move through the stages and even the um because everything in there is research based it's based on what the research proved we need to heal even as far as the type of community so the community we have everybody gets it but we're all there to lift and inspire so it, it just works i mean it's just a very quick and easy way not easy quick way uh specific way to move through the five stages Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Debbie Silver, for sharing your resources. You know, that's what nurses are trained to do. We're trained to be community resources, right? That's why I love having the show. And Debbie's links to her program, her quiz are in the description of this episode. And do you have any closing words for everyone tuning into the show today? Yeah, I would say, you know, two things. First of all, it's, it's so, it's so painful. I've been there. I get it. You know, it's uh, one of the most painful of the human experiences. And I would also say, even if you have to say it a million times, it's worth it. Even though it happened to you, it's not about you. Do the work to move through the stages and become a version of yourself who will blow your mind. It's predictable. Beautiful. Well, thank you for taking the time to be here and share your beautiful radiance with us. I see you as just this beautiful radiant woman helping others live their best lives. And at the end of the day, that's my mission as well. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. As you know, this isn't medical advice, it's educational information. Only if you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. And everybody, see what Dr. Debbie Silver Silver is up to. Join her program. Check out some of her free resources. Take your quiz and see maybe where you are and let us know how you're doing on your beautiful radiant journey as well. Have a lovely day, everyone. And I will see you again right here.